Good day, everybody. This is Dan Young. Welcome to the Practice Blueprint Podcast. And by way of special announcement, I want to make certain that you all know we are launching the Practice Blueprint channel. That's right. Fun, simple, easy, real-life practice experience by practitioners for practitioners. Eliminating distractions, ads, algorithms, and hassles of trying to find the content you want. We call it Mentorship On Demand. So stay tuned for those announcements and be sure and join the Practice Blueprint channel. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome everybody. We are at our first protocol Q&A for 2021. 2021. Here we go. Thanks for joining us. I'm looking forward to this. We've got a really good yes. uh, case submission. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we had more than we had. We had uh, several questions and some things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great to see people getting alive and active and and trying to uh, you know share information and and uh, reviewing these cases and really coming up with some solid solutions for their clients. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we've got, I got six got a or lot eight, to ten go notes, over. I think, yes. uh, for, for the case that we're going to work on today. So. Yes, we're going to dive in. As we're getting started, though, I want to give a shout out to Sarah, who just um, opened up her, or reopened her office, but she, I think, did like all of the renovating herself and with her kids helping her. And it looks like so, so beautiful. So. Thank you for showing and sharing that. I feel like it would be great in the group if you did like a virtual tour of your office. Ooh, please. If you'd be willing, if you'd want to. That would be awesome. Cool. Okay, so um, before we dive into the case study, I actually want to cover um, the first question. This has come up a lot lately, Um, at least with my conversations. It seems like it's come up numerous times. So I actually just put it on the list because I was like, let's, if it's coming up this often, it's something that we really need to make sure we review with everybody. And it has to do with the heavy metals. Um, the heavy metal toxicity that can come on display after we do um, like parasite cleaning up or, you know, right sizing the candida with somebody and then kind of following that can come on display with heavy metals. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could maybe, uh, here's kind of my question for you okay. is how often from a clinical standpoint, right? Because you're obviously going to have a little more experience with this. Um, how often do you see people needing to do uh, that heavy metal cleanse following parasite cleanses or following candida protocols? Um, 90%. 90%. Okay, thank you. Um, he didn't it's even know I was going to ask this, by the it's, way. It's very, very common. Because uh, I'm getting a lot of stories of people going through doing some parasite or candida clearing up and then... Um, whoever they're working with not addressing the heavy metal toxicity and then this person winds up almost more miserable, um, you know, following this kind of candida or parasite cleanup. So I just felt like it was something good to share that we do have HV Met as a heavy metal cleanse. Mm-hmm. Um, it is listed in the candida protocol to do that as a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes with really chronic cases, you have to go back and forth with it. So this is another thing that's good to share is sometimes um, like I had a, a, a case with um, Holly up in Cody where she had to do this kind of go back and forth with somebody where they're, you know, doing some candida cleanup cleaning up and then boom we got to do some heavy metal clearing and then next week we got to jump back into the candida and so kind of this back and forth because that was just so um 
systemic in the body, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, mm-hmm. So I just felt like that was a good thing to just kind of cover, make sure we review that with everybody. If you have questions on heavy metal uh, cleansing or that HB Met tincture, please reach out to me. I am here for protocol support. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is there anything else you want to add on that before we jump in? Um, well, I think that it's important. There's sometimes you don't have the opportunity to do a hands-on evaluation and you might not have a toxic system survey chart that you can go by as a system survey for relieving uh, revealing metals and chemicals Mm -hmm. so i always like to make sure that people understand there's a touch point on the body and it's like the riddler digestive points if they're tender they're active so the xiphoid to the shoulder split the difference this is left side right above the heart area if that spot's tender on the human body and they can check it themselves then there's a chance of uh, overwhelm of toxins in the system if they suffer from bitter metallic taste a lot Dry mouth or cotton mouth, sciatic nerve pain, mm-hmm. headaches, ringing in the ears. Um, there's these are some of the kind of the standard um, physical expressions that a person's going to get if they have a metal or chemical toxicity. And there's more. Uh, there's actually full system surveys that you can go and and get a, that will give you a uh, a reveal to you if there's a toxic overload, metal or chemical. Uh, situation going on. These are just some of the things that I know from clinically that if if they show up and especially the sciatic nerve pain down the the right or left side, it's usually a sodium potassium issue. Um, but if that doesn't correct it, and if it's not injury induced, you can almost bet that there is some type of a metal or chemical toxicity present, mm-hmm. and that's what's driving that sciatic nerve pain. Okay. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. You bet. All right, we're gonna dive into a challenging case. Uh, so this is, and I saw your comment, Sarah, on Facebook. Uh, it is an interesting case. So we thought it would be kind of fun to pick it apart and throw some questions back at this practitioner. Um, she has a 35-year-old male who used to be an MMA fighter. Um, so obviously he did very intense uh, training and intense, you know, diets. Workouts. Were, yeah, all of it. Um, also did some drugs in the past and is now suffering with abdominal pain, which he's had for years. Um, it gets to a 12 out of 10 when he has a bowel movement. Yikes. He has done every test, blood work, and exam possible, and no one knows what's going on. Um, she thought he might have an ulcer potentially, either in the stomach or in the intestines, um, or there could potentially be parasites. He has some food sensitivities like eggs, but nothing has worked so far. And I'm going to turn it over to our traditional, our favorite <laughs> traditional naturopath, Danielle. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin there. <laughs> so, well, I mean, there's just at a glance, and this is just one paragraph, okay? But at a glance, from a practice perspective, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know... I thank God, 29,000 clinical hours of hands-on working in exam rooms with people in trenches. That's Just looking at this in a matter of three minutes, mm-hmm. these are the things that I, mm-hmm. if I was this man's practitioner, would want to know. Okay, mm-hmm. number one, I would like to know what, what exams has he already been through to get to this point. Uh, and that only the practitioner that submitted the case could answer that for me. I'd be curious if he's had biofeedback, if he's had x-rays thermography, if he's had any kind of uh, kinesiology, what exams, natural non-invasive exams, has he done to bring him to this point? Uh, That's one of the things, and that's why when I work with clients, I really stress a strong case history. 
there's two things that we know that I have to have is what have they done to themselves in the name of healthcare and what have others done to them in the name of healthcare? Because he might be suffering from some medical wreckage issues that we just don't know yet. So I would pose that question. The first thing I look at is deficiencies. Anytime you're dealing with pain, obviously we have inflammation in the body. And with his background lifestyle, uh, you know, some past drug use, wild diets, we're definitely going to be looking at what type of deficiencies in the mineral realm might he be dealing with. Because mineral deficiencies are going to be, that's what allows the body to relax, to to calm down, to to heal. And and there's there's potentially some real deficiencies driving this chronic pain issue. We know his metabolism is going to be off. We, I suspect that his metabolism is going to be way off in terms of digestion. Mm-hmm. So I would be interested in knowing whether or not he has, um, you know, any gas, bloating, nausea, or heartburn with the digestive process. I would really, really consider, um, you know, the practitioner's comment about the ulcers, being suspicious with ulcers, or maybe some type of an intestinal immune challenge, mm-hmm. be it parasite or yeast. I think that they are definitely thinking in the right you know, angle with that. Um, I would question whether or not he's done uh, six ounces of aloe vera juice uh, every day for 30 days to see if that healed up potential ulcer. Or if, you know, if he's been an MMA fighter, he's kind of an all-in kind of a gusto kind of guy. Maybe he would do, uh, maybe he would do some cayenne uh, pepper drinks every day, which, by the way, will heal bleeding ulcers in about three weeks. If you can get the person to do it, that's the challenge, right? I mean, you can be aggressive with natural therapies and heal these things up pretty well, um, but going through the process can be a little challenging too. So, um, I, would, I would add in there too. Um, I did one time cabbage juice. I juiced and cabbage ca- juice. I juiced celery. Cab- yeah, celery juice too, or sure. celery juice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It tasted and smelled awful, <laughs> um, but I felt better within a couple of days. Like I, so you know. You know, as natural health people, we'll yeah. drink anything if we know it's going to make us feel better. Yeah. A friend of mine used I to... I know that papaya enzymes is great for healing ulcers. I have yeah. bleeding ulcers. Yeah, papaya is wonderful. Papaya. Yeah, mm-hmm. papaya is wonderful for that too. So, again, the more question, the more little bit of information you get, the more questions, right? Sarah chimed in there, which is great, and she's right. The, the more questions we have, what has he actually done and what has he done consistently long enough right to get the results that we know we can get with with natural health so um when it comes to parasites there's some things that people need to know about um with parasites and these are just physical observations that tend to stand the test of time in relationship to identifying parasites number one does this guy have a pet and is it a dog? And does the dog have either really foul breath, lousy, dingy coat, weird poops, or eat weird things outdoors and is very lithless and lethargic and not uh, full of life at three years old? These are some real strong indicators that the dog could be carrying some environmental type parasites. And as we all know, our loved, our beloved pets love to share with us Don't when, look they at have, me like that. when they have um potential parasites <laughs> so they don't mean to they don't mean to so for this gentleman i would ask him does your nose itch a lot do you get wild or vivid dreams does it seem to you that no matter what you eat 
no matter what you eat, it bothers the intestinal area of the body. Um, one of the things that she mentioned was that he has painful bowel movements. That's a strong indicator that we have some very toxic uh, situations going on in the GI tract. Uh, clearly, inflammation is uh, running amok, and that the potential for a parasite being the driving force behind that uh, is, is really good. So I would look at allergies and, and, uh, and bioflora for sure. Uh, certainly take into consideration Sarah's comment about the papaya enzymes, but then do them long enough, mm. right? Here's the thing that most practitioners don't realize, okay? There's only one thing that will gi give the body the genuine replacement parts it needs to restore, rebuild, and repair, and that's food, okay? Now, it can be food in the form of, I make really good choices, or whole food concentrates, or herbs, right? and or tincture extracts in a more medicinal potency. But that's the only thing that will provide the body the genuine replacement parts it needs to restore, build, and repair. So is he doing food logs? Are we taking a look at his dietary habits at all? Is he eating things that are overwhelming him mm -hmm. and feeding the inflammation? Here's another comment for this case. Is it the ileocecal valve when she says abdominal pain, I need to be a little more specific in its location. If it's up here below the xiphoid, he could have a hiatal hernia. But if it's down here in the appendix area, that could be an ileocecal valve that's stuck. And that'll give you over 50 different physical symptoms if that valve is stuck. And because of his history, it could be. When he has bowel movements that are painful, how many does he have in a day? Is he having six or eight or just one a week, right? That's also another strong indicator as a practitioner what direction I should go with this case, okay? So these are things to consider. Does he have a gallbladder? You know, he's 35. And unfortunately, in America, we don't have health care. We have disease management. And if he's ever lost, if he's lost his gallbladder, he's going to have chronic, constant issues with his gut. Um, because he's probably not taking an ox, ox bile substitute, some kind of bile, HCL, with all the, you know, the, 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 um, plethora of different enzymes, amylase, mm -hmm. lope, lipase, protease, all that in a formula that he takes with every meal. That could also be a contributing factor. So we got to check on the gallbladder. Um, she mentions, or the, the practitioner mentions, that he had tested sensitive for eggs in the past. Well, again, food logs helps me assure that he's not eating things that he already knows that he's sensitive to, okay? Here's the biggest challenge practitioners, one of, that practitioners face with clients, is that they have to educate the client on the fact that there's two brains. There's the one between the ears that makes decisions, and there's one above the belly button that dictates quality of health. The problem is, by design, we have a mouth between the two. And a lot of clients have this bad habit of allowing what dictates decisions to override what the body needs in favor of what the mouth wants. Okay? You got to get that across to these clients. And it's from day one, not six months into the relationship and you start looking at diet. From day one, before they ever take a supplement and spend a nickel on a service, you got to let them know... We're going to be helping you adjust the habits surrounding your diet, lifestyle, and stress. 
And if you're willing to go there and understand that a healing cycle is 12 to 14 weeks, one healing cycle is 12 to 14 weeks in the human body, then we can proceed. It's going to take three to six months to get stable, one to three years to get well. There's no way around that. I know a lot of practitioners, we get these aha moments with clients where the person comes in and they've had headaches for 10 years every day. And then you put them on something and three days later, it's a miracle. I don't have headaches anymore. No, what you have is stress reduction. You haven't fixed anything yet. Okay. You don't have headaches for 10 years and fix them in three days. You might fix them in three months, but you're not going to fix it because they're, they get faked out. They took the thing, they got symptom relief and they think they're well and they quit you. Right. And that's a practitioner's fault for not educating him properly up front. So I can see with this young man, he's got, there's a lot of education that needs to happen with him. Food logs being one of them. Um, what else do we have here? You have a lot of notes. I just can't read them. Oh, I know. Ileocecal valve, I mentioned that. Um, I'm curious if he, because he does show sensitive to eggs, what most practitioners also don't realize is that there's no such thing as a true allergy. What the person has is a liver problem. Okay, it's always, 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 always liver. Their liver is stressed. It's toxic. Phase one, phase two detox is not happening. There may be an overwhelming of chemicals or metals present. Uh, the byproduct of trying to deal with uh, getting rid of excess parasitic byproducts, these foreign proteins from yeast, whatever it is, it's overwhelmed. And then the byproduct of that is histamine responses, itchy eyes, runny nose, um, you know, the, it, the skin issues that erupt, all that stuff. So there's no such thing as a true allergy. Uh, there is, however, a lot of liver stress going on with people and it manifests in all these other things. So sodium potassium balancing, if you're using kinesiology, sodium potassium is right here at the corner of the mouth on the cheek, right on the inner cheek. You can check there. If the person's having heart palpitations or if they're having sciatic nerve pain down the right or left side, these are things that I would question this young man on, um, you know, to see, is, is, are we dealing with a, a sodium potassium imbalance, which is affecting uh, some other things, or uh, is it truly a metal or chemical toxicity that's, uh, that's deposited along these nerve pathways? And for some reason, that's where the body likes to store this stuff at times, uh, is along the sciatic nerve. So we have to pay attention to that as well. But bee pollen for that type of thing can be wonderful. And there's the sciatic nerve. Or electrolytes or electrolytes. local raw honey. Raw honey. Sure. All right. So that's a great little paragraph. Uh, it does touch on some things. Unfortunately, what it does is it prompts someone like me to ask a lot more questions mm -hmm. instead of just trying to give a cookie cutter, here's how you handle it, right? We don't have the right information here, technically. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a good start, though, right, on a case history. Uh, to really uncover what this gentleman uh, should be doing. Could be an old injury. Um, he may need to do castor oil packs over that ileocecal valve. And if you don't have the recipe for that, I think we can... Yes. We have a recipe for the castor oil packs. Amazing for ileocecal valve, yes. liver, lung issues, pan uh, pancreatitis issues, kidney, kidney anything. stone, anything on the body. These, these castor oil packs... Amazing. Um, a wonderful. I've had a ton of, ton of relief with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I don't know if I did a good. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You're good. (laughs) Okay. I want to dive into as well. um, I want to talk about heartburn and how uh, how it's not necessarily uh, uh, that they're too acidic. Yeah. There's kind of an assumption that heartburn means that they're too acidic when in actuality it's that they may not be producing the acid they need. Yeah. Um, so can we talk about that and then um, and kind of what, what you do? Sure. What you recommend? Anytime somebody comes in, their intake form suggests that they have heartburn, right? Or they've been diagnosed with acid reflux disease or GERD or any of these spinoffs. Um, we know, first and foremost, we're dealing with somebody who needs to develop new dietary habits, right? Potentially looking at food combining, got some bad food combining going on. Hiatal hernia, right below the xiphoid. We need to check, especially for women, hiatal hernia. All you gotta do, and I think we've demonstrated this before, but when you mm-hmm. you push up on right in this area where it's soft and you push up at an angle, if that's tender up in there, chances are that hiatal ligament uh, is stressed or they could actually have a true hiatal hernia, which our uh, exercise that we have a video of that they can do every morning takes like six seconds, but it's amazing for correcting a hiatal hernia. You do not have to go under the knife to correct a hiatal hernia. You can actually do it with a physical movement adjustment over time, and you'll reprogram that tissue to stay out of that diaphragm area. Uh, Fantastic for eliminating uh, heartburn issues that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, the and other, we're going to put that video on our new channel, yep. which we're just, we're not going to go into this too much. We did it on Facebook live this morning. So if you haven't watched that, go back and, uh, listen, listen, or watch that episode. Uh, but we're launching a new thing and that's going to be one of the videos yes. that we have in there. Um, as just kind of a bonus, we're going to have a lot of stuff like that, where it's here's thing, you know, real practical things that you yep. can do with your clients and can implement to support any modality. hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, getting some apple cider vinegar and a little glass of room temperature water, sipping it with, uh, like I, I suggest a tablespoon, six ounces, mm-hmm. stir it in good, sip throughout the meals. A lot of people's clients, especially who've uh, had heartburn for a long period of time, maybe they've done the Prilosec Nexium thing, and maybe they've done it too long, or they're constantly munching on Tums and Rolaids, um, they may be a little reluctant to try that experiment and see how their body responds. And this is where good communication from you, the practitioner, to the client comes into play. One of the things that we covered last weekend with Practitioner Weekend with the folks that came here from all over the place, L.A. and Houston or Austin, Mm -hmm. um, Cody, eight hours north. It was a fantastic weekend uh, with us and practitioners Mm -hmm. here. But one of the things that, that came up that we really had to touch on was making certain that because we're looking for long term relationships with clients, that there's never an issue or a problem that can develop between me and the client, right? We don't want issues between us. We want their program, right? Here's their program over here. And oh, by the way, Becca, you're having struggles with your program. Okay, well, let's you and I handle what the problems are with your program. Keep the program separate Mm -hmm. from the relationship that you two have. And when you communicate that way, that the relationship stays much healthier, longer. It's much more, there's a lot more compassion and empathy and trust that's developed between you and your client because you're keeping the program 
not between the two of you. You're keeping it over here as a separate issue that you two are working on to handle this right here. And when you do that with that mindset, they'll stay with you longer, they'll be more compliant, they'll get better results, they'll become zealots for your business, they'll go out in the community and become a billboard for you and helping you establish uh, more clients. So mm-hmm. everything that we do is by design because it's got 19 years of hands-on experience to back it up. And that's just one of those pearls that we went through uh, this last weekend. And so when you're having those communication patterns with those folks and you're trying to set them up for success, just remember to keep the communication between you two very clear and direct. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, if they're struggling, if they're having problems, it's between them and their program and you're there to help them handle it. Okay. And I hope that, I hope that makes sense because I see so many times practitioners get frustrated or hesitant. Um, you know, they start finding themselves having to go through guesswork, right? It seems with their relationship because they didn't establish that from day one and let those clients know that it's, Healing cycles, 12 to 14 weeks. No way around it. Let's see how you respond. So getting back to my original point, getting a client to drink some hydrochloric, you know, it's not hydrochloric acid, but drinking the apple cider vinegar <laughs> in water, and they're reluctant. I'd be reluctant to drink hydrochloric acid too. But when, when it comes to apple cider vinegar, okay, that's where this, this communication comes in. It's like, let's try a little sample of that with your next meal, sip, small sips throughout the meal, and let's see how you respond to it. Has nothing to do between you and I. Let's see how you respond to your program. We have got to get away from modern medicine's communication patterns. And all too often, natural health practitioners have fallen into communicating with their clients like modern medicine communicates with them. Well, we're going to give you this and see what it does for you. That's not the way natural medicine works. Well, how this works is we're going to see what your body wants and see how it responds to that. How was it able to use that? Because if you're a natural health practitioner, you know that drinking apple cider vinegar for somebody who has heartburn can eight out of 10 times be a miracle cure, right? Because they're so depleted there and they keep doing things that depletes the hydrochloric acid pumps from producing that they've they've created an environment that cannot digest fats and proteins anymore. Um, so this is all about positioning them to have that experience. How does your body respond to this? Not I'm going to do something to you, mm-hmm. but let's work together and see how your body responds to bee pollen, bioflora, aloe vera juice, right? Papaya enzymes, right? And when we start communicating properly truthfully with people about what really is taking place then they're more they're more they're more willing to embrace our suggestions and if they'll embrace them and take action on them, they're going to get more results and the more results the more it just builds the momentum in every area of your practice but it takes time it takes practice to become skillful at communicating with people that way because we're so used to thinking well i'll give you this this homeopathic, let's see what it does for you. And if it doesn't do anything, well, then you didn't give them the right thing and that stuff doesn't work. And we got to get away from that. We got to get into the right communicative pastures that say, here's what your evaluation suggests. Let's see how you respond. And then be patient, be consistent, do your part. Where's my food log for the week, right? And, and, and position them to really become self-empowered. Um, and get the results that we know they can get. 
It's the reason that a lot of clients don't get results is because we didn't position them to get results. Our communication didn't position them properly from day one to get the kind of results that we know they could have gotten had they been able to uh, be compliant long enough and and re- make sure that this is this is a process. It's not an event. You get to take the pill and I'm fine, right? That's all my involvement and responsibility is. No, it's not. There's a lot more to it. And making th- the relationship between us very clean and pristine, mm-hmm. right? And the, the, oh, by the way, your program is over here. You and I are going to work together to make this, make sure your body responds as best as it possibly can to your program. How does that sound? And they just love it and they do their part. One of the biggest complaints that I think we have from practitioners is that, well, if people would just do what I ask, and my response is always, you ain't asking right. That's on you. It goes back to my toddler joke that we're all like toddlers testing our limits. And um, we're. We, it would be cool if we could just do what we should do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't. We like to... We like to test our boundaries and limits yep. and, and try and put it on someone else. Yep. And the right communication from day one mm-hmm. positions them to put the responsibility where it actually belongs mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. Go ahead, Sarah. That's what I was say is accountable for their health. We're not accountable for their health. We're helping them to get to that point where... They're responsible, and they take their health into their hands. Yeah. And yes. if we let them know, hey, I'm here for you to um, to help you to work your program and stuff like that, instead of treating them like a child, are you doing what you're supposed to be done, doing? Because then it's like pulling a puppy on a leash. Yeah. They're going to dig in. Yeah. You know, that's a very good point. Yeah. You know, we, in fact, a lot of my early classes, I used to use the term uh, leash management, right? And you don't give a puppy 50 foot of leash day one. You keep them right here beside you, real close, where you can monitor them and help guide them. And as they get their skills and what they should be doing, you let the leash out a little further. They get a little more freedom. And, um, you know, I used so, this analogy yesterday with a practitioner. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what that's what has to happen. But I'm telling you right now, the vast majority of results that clients aren't getting, it's our fault if we're still experiencing that. I have to look at well, okay, what am I either not doing or what am I not doing well in my communication pattern mm-hmm. that's empowering that person with the truth. Mm-hmm. to take responsibility. We have to meet all of our clients where they are, get them what they want while we educate them as to what they need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what they need, they don't want to hear about right away. Day one, day two, week one, week two. But if we've communicated properly and they're taking action, seeing some improvements and change, stress reduction, they know they're on the right track, you've helped them confirm it, then they're willing to embrace a little more each time what they need. It might take a year, it might take three years. I've got a client, actually, no, it's not my client, it's Tammy's client, who... Well, you share the clients. Yeah, we yeah. yeah we share them, but it's Tammy's the one that really put the, th- the thumping on this guy. He wouldn't change his diet. He wouldn't change his diet. And so she started doing this, okay, that's strike one. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you're not turning in your food logs or you haven't even added an extra piece of fruit a day. I'm not asking you to do anything 
you know, to stop Crazy. stuff. I'm asking you to add good things back in, and you're not even doing that. That's strike one. Well, he hit strike three. She had dismissed him. She said, "You, you, I. You know what? It's a waste. True of, story. It's a true story. It's a waste of your time and your money. Now, here's what happened. Six months later, guess who's back in the schedule and doing much better? The client that she told the truth. She told him the truth. With love. With love. Always do it with love. Always with love. And you get three strikes before you're out. Okay. We really do do the three strike. Well, I do the three strike rule. Okay. and I, But I tell him People up front. People laugh the first time. He does they don't it. think when I'm serious. When they go strike one, they laugh and he goes. And then he care. And then when they hit, okay, you're at strike two. They're kind of like. What does he oh, mean? He's serious. <laughs> You know, Craig's a great example of that. He looks at people and says, you're never going to be in an office that cares more about your health than we do. We just can't care more than you do. And part of our job, and Sarah touched on it, is to get them to care, to make it a priority, to stop putting their own health and their personal well-being on the back burner all the time. And it's like seventh on the list. It needs to be number one for a while until they get the new habits in place. Right? Take care of you, then you can take care of others. You can't do it the other way around. There's nobody that can transmit that that they do not possess. If you don't possess, possess good health, you can't transmit it. If you don't possess, you know, a good philosophy on, you know, resource management, on working with other people, if you don't possess these things, you can't transmit them. It's just an impossibility. It's kind of like, mm -hmm. it's the law of the universe. And getting healthy with what we do as natural health practitioners um, it takes developing the willingness to develop really good communication skills and knowing going in that you're positioning that person to get the best results possible. And oh, by the way, you might get paid for it down the road and make a financial mm -hmm. contribution to yourself or to your family or to your practice. But the number one thing is developing the communication patterns, positioning them to get success first, and then yours is guaranteed. Right, get out of this transaction mindset and get into relationship mindset. Mm -hmm. And so many practitioners, I've I've seen them. You've seen them. You know, we've had we've you know, we just talked to a lot and a lot of people that the challenges that they face are self inflicted. Mm -hmm. Just like our clients, just like our clients. Mm -hmm. This young man, and we've case, all done it. And in we've fact, all done you and it. I were talking earlier Just where I lunch. said, you know, I did this, and now I realize that I set myself up and created this issue yeah. for myself. So now I've changed this approach. Um, we're all guilty of it, right? This is just us trying to share um, from what we've learned, you know, from what we've learned, sure. sometimes some painful lessons. Sure. Um, so the the Practice Blueprint channel, I know I said I wasn't going to go into this. Um, that we're, we're too excited not to. February 8th. I just want to jump in. Watch the video if you didn't already on Facebook this morning. But um, one of the things, one of the topics we're going to cover in there, we're going to do these smaller bite-sized videos with clear-cut action steps that you guys can take in your business to help you. Um, it's like mentorship on demand. But um, we're also going to have one of our themes that we're, we're going to be covering is communication yep. and relationship building and yep. how you're managing that relationship with yep. your client. So we're going to really focus in on some of these key phrases and the dynamics that you want to establish between you and your client so that they, that they're, they're not putting the responsibility on your shoulders. They're yep. carrying it out with themselves, but they're empowered. Yep. Right. Um, Okay, cool. Last one. 
Okay. This one, I'm I'm curious on your thoughts. I had some thoughts when um, when I was asked about this, but I have a, a woman. Um, she's in her mid mid forties, and um, she did like a three day fast, mm. and her hormones following that kind of went into a roller coaster of like her hormones seemed kind of fine before that she didn't really have any noticeable concerns and then after this three-day fast she actually skipped a cycle then she had this like kind of roller coaster and then it you know I think it kind of stable stabilized back out eventually but I was curious on your thoughts on that it's a great question and I'd really love to hear yours first uh, so mine was, <laughs> well, I started off with her, you know, saying, well, obviously, you know, we'd love to have you out here um, so we can get an evaluation. Oh, done, sure. Right? Yeah. Because first and foremost, if we ha ever have the ability to do a hands-on evaluation, that's always first and foremost. Um, in the meantime, because she can't get out here until probably a spring practitioner uh, weekend, um, she's doing cleansing. Okay. So she's actually starting the bowel cleanse right now. Um, my thoughts were my head was liver and that the, and that the liver has not been, um, the liver got built up, right? With toxicity. We're not, we're not processing hormones. And when we went through this fasting, we maybe, you know, had some things happen and, and the concerns were there all along. They just weren't coming on display and the yeah. fasting brought them on display and the body was just working some things out after that. That was how I mm -hmm. interpreted it, but I was curious on your thoughts. Yep. And I would say connecting the dots with what you've touched on, connecting those dots for me looks something like this. So you did a three day fast. Was it just a water fast? Was it juice fast? Was it you know, like nothing. I mean, you just threw yourself into starvation mode in the body and the metabolism. In doing something okay. like that, then you're going to release stored toxins, obviously, which then that brings the liver comment on display for me is that the liver gets overwhelmed. It can't conjugate hormones properly. And now it's dealing with trying to process the mm. additional toxins mm -hmm. from the fasting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing I found fascinating about fasting in women. If she's ever been on birth control, it releases that out of the stored fat cells. If she's ever been on antibiotics, over-the-counter prescription drugs, all the other plethora of garbage that modern medicine does to women, oh. it brings that released also. So if she's 35 and she hasn't had a birth control 40. pill since 20, she's 40, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. Let's say she hasn't had a birth control pill since she was 20, okay? That's 20 years of stored toxins. You throw yourself into a fast and the number one thing that gets kicked out of these fat cells is these initial toxins and her body goes into a plethora of what? Now I don't need to have a cycle. Now I, you know. Oh, wow. That's where that comes See, from. See, this is why I wanted to ask you because I knew you'd share something <laughs> that I didn't. So that's what I would ask her about. Were you ever on birth control pills? Wow. So what you're touching on is pieces of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And then I love the way you approach this because that gives me a chance to connect the dots. Yeah, yeah. As to how this stuff happens on people. Got it. Okay. Yep. I would ask her. That's wow. one of my first things. Besides, can you get here for an evaluation? Right. Have you ever been on birth control pills? Fascinating. Yep. So glad I brought that up. I just threw that in as kind of a bonus one at the end. Um all right. Well, thank We're you. We're good. Appreciate thank you. it. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Um, real quick, I will just share. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna have another video coming out um, about this practice blueprint channel. It's gonna be mentorship on demand. Yep. It's going to be uh, no know, ads, no algorithms, no searching. It completely eliminates hesitation, guesswork, and frustration. 
It is practice blueprint from page one to page 284 in bite-sized segments. Mm -hmm. It's mentorship on demand. It, we are. I'm super excited awesome. about this yes. particular piece, uh, and I think it's going to have the greatest impact. I mean, we've been given you know a lot of free content for th over three years now, and I started practice blueprint and we just in 2008. The surface. Yeah, and we just scratched the surface. We really do. So when you think about going to the your favorite restaurant and they've got 56 items on the menu and you only need one or two key things, you don't have six months to play around with the menu. You have two or three minutes to identify and, and, and extract from that what you want. That's what this channel is going to be able to do for us as practitioners is really fine tune and hone in on those things that you need that matter to you most. Yes. So. And we're launching that February Monday, February 8th will be when that goes live. I'm going to have links up by tomorrow morning so you can subscribe to that. It is a subscription. It is a subscription. Yep. Um, we are doing half off the first three months if you join before February 8th. So Correct. if you join before we launch, it doesn't actually charge you anything until February 8th. It's going to be very reasonable. Our introductory pricing, so this is going to change most likely, but once you're in at this price, you stay at this price. Yep. It's $20 a month, so it's very realistic, right? It's very, very... Um, doable. That's like not even a cup of coffee a day for most people. Get rid of people. five Starbucks once um, a week. But then you can get it half off for the first three months, which makes it only 10 bucks a month for the start. So, um, so we'd love to have you guys join us. Like I said, I yep. will have links up Yay, by. Um, yes, thank you. I know we've really taken everything you guys have shared. We're trying, yeah. We are really making 2021. Ev everything we are doing is from feedback from you guys. Yep. And, ch and so we're making a bunch of changes, but it's all really centered around all of the feedback and requests that we have gotten from you guys in the last year. So I want to thank you for that. Yep. And I also want to say that if you have any additional requests or feedback, um, we're always open. Yeah. We want to hear it. Go ahead. So I, uh, I wanted to make a comment going back to the beginning of the thing, how 90% of the time you'll have a metal detox mm -hmm. when you've done something like the candida cleanse and stuff. And then you're going to have your clients that go, well, why? Now, I'm one of the simplistic people, I will, how I explain things. And I do a lot of gold panning and stuff. Well, you're sitting there and you're getting rid of all of this stuff. And at the bottom of it, you're going to mm -hmm. have your heavy metals. Mm -hmm. It's just like gold panning. You have it all left out there. You have all these heavy metals left at the bottom of your pants. So you're doing a, talk, you're doing a detox for the yep. first time. And all of a sudden, there it is. Yep. What a great way to explain it. Thank great. you, Sarah. Yep. That's one of the best things you can do is tell a story that paints a word picture in their minds, and it'll anchor for them. So well done. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Hey, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you have questions or challenging cases you want to submit for next month, um, please feel free to send those to us. I think we're scheduled for the 12th, February 12th, but I will have to double-check that. Um, and just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. Have Take a blessed care. weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and 
be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast. <laughs>